Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm enjoying our time together in the book of First Peter, and we're still in chapter 2, though I believe we'll probably finish it up today, and this will be about our 10th or 11th broadcast in this second chapter. Now, maybe you're just joining us. You're just jumping into these studies. Now, here's what I'll say. You can find our broadcast anywhere you find your podcast. That means if you get it from iTunes or Apple Podcasts, if you go to Spotify, wherever it is you find your podcast. If you'll go there and type in Striving for Revival, you can find us there. Now, the reason to do that is you can get every study archived in podcast format. If you missed one earlier this week, you'll find it there, and that way you can stay up to date, and also you can go back and re-listen and study those uh, at your own convenience. And I want to challenge you to do that because I think it'll be an encouragement to you. It's been an encouragement and a help to me as we've studied our Bibles together, and I believe God will use it in your life as well. The theme of First Peter is the sufferings of Christ, and because Jesus suffered, we'll have to expect ourselves to suffer from time to time as well. Now, Jesus has left us, of course, the perfect example of how to suffer and how to suffer right and how to suffer to glorify uh, God and to honor Him in it. These final verses of 1 Peter chapter 2 deal with suffering. Now, I don't know about you, but in my flesh, I would never vote for suffering. I would never vote for affliction. I would never vote for disease. I would never vote for drama. I would never vote for trials or trouble or tribulation. I would never vote to be a character in the story of Job. I would never want to be like Jonah in the belly of the whale. I would never want those things. But the truth of the matter is, God knows what I need, and what I need is often not what I want. The Bible said God will give us the desires of our heart, but the key is to make sure our desires match up with God's desires, to allow His will to be formed within us to where we want what He wants for us. And God knows what we need. I remember growing up, I didn't always like what was on my plate, but I ate it all. You say, why'd you do that? Because my parents believed in capital punishment, and they made us. And uh, we we ate things growing up, I tell you, green stuff. I'm talking about stuff out of the ground. Can you believe it? My parents, I mean, so mean, made us eat vegetables. And they'd make us sit at the table till our plate was, was, was clean. Now, I don't know if you understand this, but there is a, it's a scientifically proven fact that you can only chew broccoli so long, and then it just won't go down. And I remember we had the Brussels sprouts and spinach, and I didn't care how big Popeye's arms were. It wasn't worth it to me to have the spinach. I didn't want it. But we had to eat those things, and here's why. If I had my way... As a young person, I would have eaten candy bars, I would have had ice cream, I would have had uh, pizza. I mean, that's what all I would have eaten, candy. That's what I would have wanted, breakfast, lunch, supper, dinner, whatever you want to call it. And that's what I would have eaten every meal of the day. You know why? Because those things are sweet, those things taste good. I mean, those things, I like those things. But my parents made me eat the vegetables, and here's why. They knew there were some things I could get out of the vegetables that I couldn't get out of the ice cream. 
And there's some things I'd find in the vegetables that was, that was not in the candy. And while the others tasted sweet and I enjoyed those, I needed the vegetables. Well, God knows what I need. I might need a tear as much as I need a shout. And I might need a valley as bad as I need the mountain. And I might need the defeat as much as I would need a victory. And I might need a low time just as much as I enjoy the high time. God knows what I need to make me more like Jesus Christ. So I want to go ahead and inform you, you're going to suffer. And I don't wish it for you, and I don't want it for you, and I don't wish it and want it for myself. But we got to understand we're living in a fallen world, and uh, we're being conformed to the image of Jesus. And as we travel as strangers through this enemy territory, we're going to have seasons of suffering. Let's look at what the Bible said in verse 19, for this is... Uh, this is think worthy. This that means this is honorable. Uh, this is uh, uh, commendable. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it? If when you be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently. Now he's saying if a man is uh, is being beaten or suffering because of his own misdoings, God doesn't gain glory out of that. No matter how you go through it, if you sinned and you're, or you broke the law, whatever it is, you, and you're being punished for it, that's not what we're talking about here. But if when you do well, that means you're serving God, you're living right, you're not doing anything to merit the punishment and suffer for it. it you take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. So he's saying if there's a man out there who's soul winning and praying and uh, preaching and living right and staying clean, and yet he's being persecuted or he's being put through a trial in life and he suffers it right, that brings honor and glory to God. If the lady out there is living godly, letting her light shine, and she's doing everything she can right, not meriting any kind of judgment or punishment, but she's being put in the furnace of affliction, so it seems, if she weathers it well, that brings glory and honor to God. Verse 21, for even here in two, we're you called because Christ also suffered and this is our ad, this is our reminder you're going to suffer Jesus suffered and we're uh, not going to be any different the servants know better than his master we're going to follow in his footsteps leaving us an example and here's what it says that you should follow in his steps who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. So our example is Jesus. Jesus never did wrong. Jesus never sinned. Jesus never misstepped. Jesus never merited any kind of uh, uh, ill will or punishment in life, and yet he suffered everything imaginable, everything you and I could ever face, and then some. Why did he do that? <laughs> he did that to give us an example of how to stand in trial, how to weather the storm, how to walk through the valley, how to wade through the rough patches of life. He left us that example. He never sinned. He had no guile in him. He was reviled, but he reviled not again. He suffered, but he threatened not. He committed himself to him that judges right, judgeth righteously. Jesus didn't take it in his own power. He didn't stand up and fight his own battle, but he just said, God knows what he's doing. My father's in control. He kept his mouth shut. He kept himself uh, uh, pleasing to the father, and he weathered it well. All right, so here's our example of how to suffer. When you're going through the trial, you don't get on Facebook and say it's not fair and air your dirty laundry and get God in the gutter. You don't go uh, to your neighbors. You don't stand up in church and throw God under the bus. You don't say, why not that person? It ought not happen to me. I tell you, God's unjust. God doesn't know what he's doing. That is not how you suffer as a child of God. If you do that, you're not bringing any glory to God. But Job, who sat in the ashes, said, well, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, bless. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. He was good before and he's good now. He loved me before and he loves me now. He was in control before and I reckon he's in control now. And I'm just going to trust God and go through this thing. And that's the way you and I are supposed to face our suffering. I think about Christ as he walked up the hill called Calvary. The heavy cross upon his back. His back already torn by the whip. His side uh, riven by the cat of nine tails. His head bearing a crown of thorns. His body bleeding and bludgeoned and bruised and battered and spit. Drawing, uh, drying as it runs in bald beads down his body. And yet he doesn't open his mouth. In verse 24 it said, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. For you were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your soul. Jesus suffered to give us an example that we should follow. The principle is not whether we're going to suffer, but rather how we're going to react when we suffer. We've been called to follow in Jesus' footsteps. Jesus was sinless. Jesus was God, is God, God incarnate, Emmanuel, no sin any whatsoever, and yet he suffered. He was reviled, verbally abused. He was cursed and mocked and ridiculed. He was attacked with the tongue. He could have shot back, but he didn't. He reviled not again. He committed himself to his heavenly Father. He didn't retaliate. He put it in God's hands. You complaining won't fix your cancer. You getting bitter won't undo your divorce. You being mean to somebody else won't heal the hurt that you feel in your own heart from being mistreated. You being critical of your church and your pastor and other Christians isn't going to change the fact that you've fallen and brought in some sort of heartache into your life. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.